You're listening to the Expat Chit Chat Show. This is our midweek short story. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I've been living in China now for over seven years. And when people hear this, I am usually asked by those suffering from wanderlust, what is there to do in China? What are the best things to see in China? Where to go in China? China is one of the largest nations in the world, with a history of over 5,000 years. Mountains, rivers, lakes, grasslands, beaches, deserts are all found within her borders. So the answer to these questions are as vast as the country itself. Upon hearing this, I tend to get an eye roll from the person who asked, Okay, 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 okay. What about Beijing? What are the best things to see in Beijing? What are the best things to do in Beijing? Well, Beijing is the capital with a deep, rich cultural roots as long as her history itself, I usually say. But just as the posture sags and the eyes glaze over, I usually say, Do you want to know how to get to the Great Wall? Ears perk up, eyes sparkle once again. Yes. How do I get to the wall? The Great Wall of China is a bit of a misnomer, as it's actually a series of walls built across the historical northern border of China to protect various territories and empires throughout China's history. Some of the oldest parts of the wall were built as early as the 7th century BCE, while the most recent construction took place as late as the Ming Dynasty, which lasted from the mid-1300s to the mid-1600s. But you didn't tune in for a history lesson. You want to know how to get there. As the wall is over 21,000 kilometers in length, or 13,000 miles, there's a lot of it to see. Most people opt to see it from Beijing, and having lived there for over seven years, I've been several times. And while most people view it as a once-in-a-lifetime experience that is treated as somewhat of a holy pilgrimage for the world traveler, to me... The Great Wall is a fun day trip to do when you have nothing else going on. It's it's a place where I've had picnics, I've camped out overnight, saw my friend DJ a wicked concert. I ran a marathon there, walked some dogs, and a place where I also got an awful sunburn. I've lost track of how many times I've been somewhere after my 14th trip. But... No matter how many times I've been, or how many times I'll go again, I will always experience that moment I felt the first time I went. Standing on the peak of a turret that is anchored on the precipice of a mountain, looking down over rolling hills with nothing but the wind in my ear. And my spine tingles. My skin ripples, my hair stands on end, 
as that breeze whispers into my soul, adventure is out there. As the surrounding area of Beijing is coated in mountains, getting to the wall can be a bit of a hike. This section of the wall is constructed on the very top of a mountain, after all. Many guidebooks and websites will direct you to an area called Baraling. This is the most commonly visited portion of the Great Wall. Also, because of its popularity, I suggest this area to people who have accessibility needs or those who may not be experienced hikers. But you will want to avoid weekends and public holidays at all costs, or you will experience what the Chinese refer to as "people mountain, people sea," "ren shan, ren hai," otherwise known as crowds unlike the which you have ever seen. But as this area is better developed, they do have sky lifts that take you directly to the wall itself, and you can avoid the mountain hike altogether. An area that has little to no people goes by the name of Jinkou, but it's quite hard to find. Usually, you'll have to rent a private car or go through a company, travel about an hour and a half outside of Beijing, and arrive to a village called Xijiazi, where you can choose to stay overnight if you wish. There are a few restaurants in this village that you can grab a bite to eat, but be wary, as this is one of the most dangerous parts of the wall. Unfurbished, it is referred to as the Wild Wall, and it is not for the faint of heart. Jagged stones, collapsed turrets, trees growing through the ground, and at times the stairs are a complete vertical climb. If you choose this adventure, be sure to bring plenty of water and snacks with you, as there is nothing at the wall once you arrive. But. If you're lucky like I was, you can bring a sleeping bag, some good friends, and a couple bottles of wine to spend the night. My particular evening ended with an unexpected meteor shower, and left me with memories I'll never forget. A less time-consuming day trip option would be another less crowded place that I love, known as Mu Tianyu. The best time to go would be a weekday around one or two in the afternoon on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You can leave from a bus stop in Dongzhimen and arrive with about two to three hours to spare before the wall closes around five or six. An added benefit would be that after you finish exploring the wall, you can buy a ticket to ride a toboggan down the mountainside to where a bus will pick you up and return you to Beijing. But perhaps hiking isn't for you. So what do you do? Well, outside of Mutianyu, is the only private airport in Beijing, where a good friend of mine works. She is one of just a few hundred female pilots in China, and for the price of a couple hundred U.S. dollars, she can fly you and two friends over the wall in a helicopter. I've been to the wall in many different ways, and been to many different parts. But I'm less interested in my journey to get there. I want to know. How will you? <laughs>